Welcome to Your Excellent You, a self-development podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Danielle, and I believe that success is achieved from the inside out. I'm a certified life coach with over a decade of experience running a profitable online business. Here's what I know for sure. Being an entrepreneur is a crash course in self-development. So I'm taking everything I've learned throughout my business building journey and sharing it with you. If you want practical, actionable insights to improve your mindset and grow your business, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you one of my all-time favorite productivity tricks, time blocking. If you're someone who normally resists against calendaring your time or using an hourly planner to schedule your day because it feels stifling or restrictive, well, I invite you to stick with me throughout this episode and let me see if I can change your mind. As always, let's jump right in and let's start by talking about what is time blocking. Time blocking is planning our day or week by dedicating chunks of time for certain tasks. These tasks can be general or very specific. For example, I block out time for content creation, and I do that in the mornings. Some days that content creation might be writing a sales page. Other days, it could be drafting the outline for my podcast episodes. Still other days, it could be working on my website or working on a product offer or whatever task that I need to accomplish that involves me creating content. All I've really done is dedicate a certain amount of time to getting those tasks completed. Now, why should you consider blocking the time on your calendar and going through the effort to do this each and every week? Here's why. Time blocking is one of the best ways to manage time and to make sure that we're spending our time on the things that matter the most in our business. People who manage time in their head without writing it down are more than likely not seeing the unproductive patterns in how they actually use their time. Quite often, when we keep the schedule in our head, we will stay busy all day but not have anything tangible to show for our time at the end of the day. Or we will spend our day working on tasks that don't get us any closer to the results that we want to create in our business. Time blocking allows us to be intentional about where we place our energy, attention, and focus. It makes sure that the important tasks are taken care of and we don't end up exploring unproductive rabbit holes. So how do you do this? How do you block your time? Well, time blocking itself is really quite simple. All you need is a daily calendar that has hourly segments on it. I will post a link to a free hourly calendar download that you can print at home if you don't have one already. Or if you prefer, you can purchase a professional planner that comes with the hourly segments already laid out. For example, the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt does that for you. I believe there's also a new Erin Condren style that also does the hourly breakdown. But either way, you're welcome to use your planner or download the free one. It's entirely your choice. But there is one important detail about the hourly planners that you should know. The hours that are shown should go beyond the standard workday. It should include the time from when you wake up until when you go to bed. And the reason that we do this is because we want to make sure that when we plan our time and when we block it out, that we're accounting for the work-life balance that we're trying to achieve. 
If you're not including time for self-care, for family, and for fun, your calendar is going to show you that and you'll know that you're out of balance. When it comes to the actual planning, I like to make a plan for an entire business week, so Monday through Friday. And from there, I start to fill in the calendar in a certain order that allows me to make sure I honor the commitments that I have before I add in the new things that are working towards goals and priorities that I want to add on top of my current schedule. I refer to each step of this process as adding in a layer. And I begin with the very first layer, which is to block out all of the hard time commitments that I have each week. A hard time commitment means it has a specific start time and a specific end time on a specific day. These are appointments, client calls, meetings, Facebook lives, etc. These are the commitments that I've already made and that, like I said, they have a hard start and a hard stop time. I fill them in for each day and I include, if they're outside of the house, I include the driving time because that's part of the time commitment I've made to that activity. The next layer I add are the ongoing activities that do not have a hard stop and hard start time, but that need to be completed each day or each week. Some examples are showering, eating lunch, grocery shopping, prepping dinner, working on this podcast, creating social media posts, meditation time, walking the dog, etc. These are all activities that I am committed to doing regularly, but do not have a specific time already assigned to them. They can be shifted around during the day to accommodate the hard start tasks that I put down in layer one. The third layer is a flex time layer. I add in two 30-minute segments of time each day for those inevitable surprises that pop up. I plan for one in the morning and one in the afternoon. On the days that I don't need them, I will either fill them with minute tasks, which I will explain in a moment, or I put some extra effort towards the fourth layer tasks that I'll discuss now. The fourth layer tasks are the goals and priorities for the week. These are the specific tasks that are tied to my quarterly goals. When I create my quarterly goals, I break them down into mini goals and into micro level tasks. And this is the point where those tasks end up on my calendar. For example, I recently set a goal to redesign my website and to rebuild my CRM platform. These tasks are not ongoing tasks that I would be doing on a regular basis. They are results-oriented tasks that have a tangible outcome and have an end point when I know that they are complete. I fill up any remaining space on my calendar with these fourth-layer tasks. That is it. That is my actual process for blocking time on my calendar. But there are a few things that may happen that might trip you up. One thing about this process that may seem counterintuitive is that I have the goals and priority tasks as the fourth layer, the last thing that we add to fill up the calendar. This may seem like a terrible idea if we're trying to reach our bold, audacious goals, and it's not. But here's why. Before we can add any new time commitments, we must make sure that we are taking care of our ongoing commitments. When we don't make our existing commitments a priority, we end up always undermining the old to accommodate the new. While this may feel like we are always moving forward, we will end up not having anything to show for our past efforts if we do this. 
if I didn't make working on this podcast a priority over, say, launching my challenge, this podcast would easily fall to the wayside and I would no longer put out new episodes. I would end up with a lot of unfinished responsibilities inside of my business. That's why I put it last. If I don't have the time for something new, then I can't take it on. Now I'd like to share a few tips, especially for those of you who feel that planning your time down to the hour can be really restrictive. First, this process has a lot of built-in flexibility. Other than the hard commitments on layer one, once we've assigned the time blocks to our calendar, we can move them around as much as we want. We simply swap them out for other time blocks that are the same chunk on our calendar. For example, if I have walking the dog as my task from 7 to 8 a.m., but one day I'm really excited and fired up about a specific idea, I might switch my content creation time from 9 to 10 into that 7 to 8 hours so I can capture what my creativity wants to be expressing in that moment. And I can do this as many times and as often as I want within reason. Obviously, I can't push off all the dog walking until Friday and then spend five hours walking the dog in the afternoon. Time blocking allows me to honor my creativity and my energy without sacrificing my productivity. I know I talk all the time about taking consistent and persistent action towards a goal, and it's the time blocking that makes sure that I do that each and every day. My other tip is that I keep a running list of what I call minute tasks. Minute tasks are activities that only take a few minutes to complete and therefore don't earn a spot on the time blocking calendar. Some examples are scheduling a doctor's appointment, paying the water bill, or replying to a text message from a friend. These sort of things don't really require more than five or 10 minutes to complete, and they really are just quick, easy things that I need to get done, but aren't super urgent. If I finish a scheduled blocked task earlier than the time that I had provided, I fill up the remaining time with these minute tasks, or on the days where I am on schedule and I don't need the flex time from layer three, I do minute tasks during that time instead. There you have it. This is my system for blocking the time on my calendar each week, and it allows me to stay productive, but more importantly, it helps me to stay out of overwhelm. I can look at my calendar and immediately know if I've overcommitted myself, and I can quickly see the patterns in how I use my time, and I get to decide if I like those patterns or if I want to change them. When it comes to time blocking, and I use that with the Pomodoro technique, I get to enjoy days that are full of productive activities without getting caught up in the hustle and grind of being a business entrepreneur or being trapped in procrastination and doing things that aren't really productive and aren't going to get me the results that I'm after. Well, my friends, that is it for this episode. I'll be back next week with more tips and insights to help you grow your business by becoming the next best version of yourself. Bye for now. Thanks for being here today. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to leave a review. Not only does it help me, but it allows other entrepreneurs like you to find this podcast. I'll be back next week with more practical, actionable insights to help you improve your mindset and grow your business. Talk to you soon.